And I thought he was just, you know, joking. But no, he brought me two martinis, one vodka, one gin. And that, in a nutshell, tells you what it's like to sail concierge on Disney Cruise Line. DCL Duo fans, just two quick announcements before tonight's episode. The first is that, hey, we're running low on those five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. So we had a lot of reviews roll in and we've been reading them on the air each week. We love reading them, love getting your feedback. Help us out. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening to the show so we can read it on the air. We've got a few more to keep us going, but we're hoping a few more start to roll in. So we have some great reviews to read at the end of the show each week. Second is just wanted to give a thank you to somebody that we didn't get a chance to mention in the main episode, and that's the folks over at Blisslets, blisslets.com. They were kind enough to send Sam two of their Blisslets to try on this cruise. And for those of you who haven't seen this before, Blisslets are essentially a C-band, but they're designed to look more fashionable than a C-band. Sam really did like the way that they looked on board. She thought they were much more fashionable than the C-band she's worn in the past. And so just wanted to send them a thank you for sending those along and for giving us a chance to try them out on the cruise. And if you're someone who uses C-bands regularly today, I'd say head over and check them out. They were a really nice product and uh, it really was made. So big thank you to them for sending those along. And with that, on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And we are coming to you live but recorded from the Concierge Lounge aboard the Disney Wonder. So for those of you who have listened to our bonus episode pre-cruise, you know that we decided to sail Concierge. Actually, for those of you who listen to any of our episodes pre-sailing, you know that I was going to surprise Sam with a sailing aboard the Disney Wonder and Concierge. And uh, so we pulled the trigger and we have done that. And it has been amazing start to finish. We have had a fabulous time so far and we are recording on the evening of like our first full day at sea and we are just blown away by this cruise so far. So let's back up to our boarding experience, I guess a little bit. Let me just say that we stayed in a downtown hotel. So we are sailing without Nathan on this cruise. He is with grandma and grandpa and we stayed in a hotel the night before the cruise. Uh, We stayed at a hotel near the convention center. Uh, We walked to the port, which... You know, look, I won't say it's not an easy walk. I'm not sure I would recommend it for everyone. You do have to kind of... The port is buried behind the New Orleans Convention Center, so you can't see the ship or the port. Even if you're standing out in front of the convention center, you have to walk across a set of train tracks or really only two streets that will do it, one on either end of a very big convention center. Neither of them have sidewalks the whole way. So we did walk. It was fine. It worked out. I know that Steve Creasy, who we met up with before the cruise, and his wife, Wake, uh, also walked from the port to where we were on the other side of the convention center to meet up with us. So it is doable. I don't know that it's advisable. Uh, Just as easy to grab an Uber from any of the downtown area hotels to get to the port. But we walked to the port. We arrived for port arrival at 10.30 a.m., but we got there at 10.15. They were strictly enforcing port arrival this time around. They were lining people up by port arrival time when they did finally open up the port. The Disney bus from the airport did get to go in first, so we did have to wait behind a hefty line of people to get tested. But once we were in the terminal and tested, I what, Sam, what do you think? I think it took like 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes at the most for our test results to come back. I was checking the app and I was shocked because it had already said we were cleared to sail and I wasn't expecting it for like another 20 to 30 minutes at least. I thought it was fast. What did you think, Sam? Yeah, this was the fastest port testing that we've experienced. I'd say it was maybe 15 minutes from the point at which we did our COVID tests. But remember, we were also at the very beginning, so it probably was a little bit longer for testing as the day went on. Yeah, but I would say it was a pretty quick testing. We got into the concierge line. No one ahead of us got checked in and I don't know, 30 seconds. They checked our IDs, gave us our stickers. We waited over in the concierge boarding area. And that's where we had the real wait. I guess it was probably 20, 25 minutes until we were able to get past the rope and into the boarding queue. Start to finish, we were probably on the ship in 50 minutes to a half hour from the time that we got into the door at the port to the time we got on board. Um, And for those of you who haven't sailed concierge before, they do let concierge on first. It's after the family of the day, then concierge boards. And since this is our first time sailing concierge, 
concierge and we give, want to give you our thoughts on it. Let me just start by saying, spoiler alert, I've already emailed Michelle McKnight at Touring Plans to find out what it looks like on some of our future cruises to upgrade to concierge because this experience has been just amazing. The staff and the concierge lounge here, uh, or the entirety of the concierge staff has just been amazing. They have ruined us for cruising non-concierge on Disney Cruise Line. When you get on board concierge, First, we did not board into the atrium on the Wonder. We boarded into deck three, I think it was, Sam. Yeah, the gangway boarded us into the promenade deck, but then they did walk us up a flight of stairs. We were greeted by a Disney cast member. They did announce us into the atrium and we did get the atrium boarding show with Mickey and Minnie. So we did see it. It was just a little bit more of a process this time than we've experienced at Port Canaveral or even in San Diego. Immediately after the show, we were walked from our spot into, I think it's Azure. I always forget the name if it's Azul or Azure. And I'm sorry for folks out there who are screaming at the radios, but it's Azure, I think. We were walked into the Azure Lounge where they walked us through setting up our DCL app. Asterisk on that for a second because we have had some problems with the tech and the app on board. But we did get our app set up. Then we went to our muster station. And then we headed straight to Triton's for the concierge-only lunch. Uh, we were seated at Triton's right away. I think we were probably the first guests in for lunch, actually. I didn't see anyone else seated already. And so I think we were the first or some of the first guests in for lunch. Uh, we were seated, and as we were getting ready to order lunch, our concierge host, Glenn, greeted us and went over our itinerary with us while we were sitting at lunch and the things that we had done. We said that we wanted to book the Rainforest Room, and Glenn said, no problem. And I could see him and our other concierge host, Christina, furiously working the phones during lunch at one of the service stations, getting people their spa treatments, rebooking their Apollo dinners and brunches, getting them additional dinners and brunches, dealing with port excursions. They, they were on top of it. And by the end of lunch, we had our Rainforest Room booked not once, but twice for the cruise. Uh, they were willing to book more Apollo for us, and we said, "No, we're fine. We, you know, we just wanted. We, we have one dinner and two brunches on this cruise, which we'll talk about later in the show." Booked everything on the spot. We then wandered up. They told us that our staterooms were already ready, and that even if the rope was down, we could just go under the rope to get to our staterooms. We have a one-bedroom stateroom on board, which I'll let Sam talk about in a minute. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's a ridiculous stateroom on this ship. Way too much space for us, but I frankly don't know how we go back to a family deluxe stateroom after this. It's amazing. Everything about this cruise has been wonderful. We did go to our stateroom. As we were leaving the stateroom to go check out the concierge lounge, our luggage was already there. So we dragged our luggage inside the room and headed for the concierge lounge. And for those of you, again, who aren't familiar, as part of concierge, you have access to a special lounge area with uh, free drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages for most of the day. They have rotating snacks. There are There's a letter in your room when you arrive that tells you the timing for different kinds of snacks. They do a tea during the day, a happy hour, dessert time at the end of the evening. Concierge Lounge is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, we've heard people say they come up here, they get a pre-dinner drink, they get a dinner drink. If middle of the dinner, they need another drink, they just pop up here and get a drink and take it back down with them. So it's a great lounge. And the Wonder has probably the best concierge lounge in the fleet uh, until the Wish comes online. And then the Wish is supposed to take some of the best of the Wonder and some of the other lounges in the fleet and combine them together. But it's an expansive lounge, lots of space, lots of offerings. In the lounge, you've got a bartender, essentially like wait staff, at least one or two of them, at least one concierge available all times. We have three concierges sailing this cruise. And so at least one of them is available at the desk all the time. When you come in, they greet you, they rotate around, they make sure you're getting everything you need. And if you need anything at all, they take care of it. So we actually at lunch on the first day, bumped into a server that we had on a prior cruise, Felipe, shout out to Felipe. And we said that we would ask the concierge to see if they could seat him or seat us in his section for dinner if he was on the right rotation. We asked Glenn about that. And within 15 minutes, it's all taken care of. And now we're in Felipe's section at dinner. So this concierge is mind-blowing for me from a service standpoint. I thought Disney Cruise Line had amazing service before this. The service level in concierge blows me away. Anyway, let's talk about the first day we got on the ship. Sam, what were the highlights for you on on day one? I would say the the highlight was getting, I mean, frankly, getting every request taken care of immediately, right? Getting the rainforest rooms taken care of. You had said when we walked on the ship, we want to book the rainforest room and we have to go to the spa. And I said, what? He said, oh, no, we don't. <laughs> and I didn't, I was not realizing that, that I, I wasn't realizing you don't have to book anything yourself. You don't have to run around the ship the first day. If you're in concierge, all you have to do is talk to your concierge host. 
and they take care of it for you. So that's really nice. Um, I actually really enjoyed just kind of hanging out at the in the concierge lounge, which is a space we've never been in before. So it was a space that we got to experience. So the concierge lounge is on deck 10. But on deck 11, there is a concierge only um, deck area, like outdoor deck area. And so we did go up there for sail away. And Nathan and Brian's dad were out in New Orleans trying to wave to us. We did not actually end up seeing them, but we were waving to try and uh, catch their attention wherever they were. Yeah. And I have to just stop for a second and say that sail away from New Orleans is not to be missed. I mean, look, there are iconic sail aways. New York City is one. San Francisco is one. Miami is one. Port Canaveral is not one. <laughs> it's a cool sail away. But I think New Orleans is up there in terms of iconic sail aways. So just to set the stage, the port is right up against a major bridge that runs over the Mississippi River from New Orleans over to, I think it's Kenner, Louisiana is what it's called. Uh, and the ship is parked right up against the bridge. The ship cannot fit under the bridge. And so what they have to do from a port standpoint is basically thrust away from the port and then physically turn the entire ship around in the river to head away from New Orleans. And it is amazing. Side note, for those of you sailing on the Wonder out of New Orleans, although she won't be doing it, I don't believe next year because of her San Diego itineraries, but for those of you sailing on the Wonder, that horn is loud. And so we were up on the concierge sun deck for sail away and they announced that they would be sounding their horn and it was going to be loud. And I did not take them up on that. And I think I nearly threw my phone overboard when they sounded the horn because it was so loud. But it is an iconic sail away out of the city and down the Mississippi. And how often do you get to see a Disney ship sitting on a river like that and navigating something like 100 miles of river uh, to get out to open ocean? So really iconic sail away. We had an amazing time at the sail away. Uh, they did not do the sail away party. They still have not brought that back. But the sail away itself was just really fun. It was just, as Sam said, cold and windy. And so we did not stay up there for, for very long, although we did try to spot my father and Nathan on the river walk there waving to us. We were just not successful. So Yeah. And then I would say the other highlight after that, we went and kind of hung out in the concierge lounge. We then went to trivia uh, last night before dinner. Um, there was no show last night, so there was no like main stage theater show. So we went to the Crown and Finn pub for pub trivia. We did okay. Not great. <laughs> I think we got a 14 out of 25. And so then we headed to dinner at Triton's and it was the standard rotational menu. And by that, I mean, it was escargot, French onion soup, Chateaubriand, that menu. For those of you who are regular cruisers, it's also the same menu at, that Royal Court and Royal Palace have on Dream and the Fantasy. So it was the regular rotational menu. And then after dinner, what did we do? Did we just we just headed back to the room after dinner last night? We had quite a bit to drink. I was getting pried with champagne in the concierge lounge quite a bit, which I'm actually drinking right now also in the concierge lounge. Yeah, we have many stories to share about that, which uh, we will get into here on day two. So yes, we did head back to the room. We were thinking about going out for some of the adult activities, but we decided, look, our room is amazing. If you have not seen the photos of a one bedroom aboard the Disney Wonder, uh, you got to head over and check out our our Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, and see the photos because <laughs> this room is ridiculous. Sam wants to say something about it because she was surprised with it. So I, I, she did not know we were sailing concierge. She guessed it. But I told her when I revealed it to her that there was only half the story and the other half was we were sailing in a one bedroom and blows us away. So Sam. So just want to give a brief description of what the room looks like. So you come into the room and there is a, a whole closet on your right and there is a bathroom on your left. It is a bathroom with a full shower in it. And that's sort of like your powder room bathroom. Then you're walking into, I'll call it a living room, dining room area. And the dining room is it has a table uh, with four chairs, the living room, which it's a combined dining room, living room area. So we're talking about a couch, has, I think, a full-size pull-out bed and a TV in your kind of standard uh, TV console area. And then through some pocket doors is the master bedroom. Master bedroom has a queen-size bed. And then next to the master bed... There was a chair, but you could tell on the wall there's also a pull-down Murphy bed. It looks to me like a, a single-person bed, I should say. And then there is a master bathroom that has a jetted tub as well as a shower and obviously toilet. And oh, and, and a double vanity and walk-in closet. So a vanity 
uh, like a dressing area um, that you can sit down and do your makeup at or something like that and double sinks in the bathroom. So it's it's just an amazing one bedroom suite. Bonus about one bedroom suites, which we didn't know. You can actually order breakfast to your room from the dining rooms. It's not considered like a room service order because you're not just getting the continental breakfast that you can get through room service. You can actually get like the full breakfast menu from one of the dining rooms. So we're going to try that for tomorrow morning. We didn't do it for today because we had Paulo. Yeah. And just a couple of amenities that Sam missed on the room. One is it has an expansive balcony. So it's essentially the size of two family deluxe staterooms. So you have a balcony that corresponds with four chairs and a couple of tables. So it's a nice big balcony that you can sit on. Uh, Also, the room is decorated to the nines. And so they have themed out decorations and art on the walls for a particular Disney Imagineer in our case. Um, And just lots of little touches in the room to make it feel kind of extra special. And so that is really, really nice. And so I would just say, look, this one bedroom is great. Uh, I think for two people, it's probably excessive, although I'm not sure that we can we can go back after <laughs> we experienced it. But with a family, I think it's it's just an amazing experience. And the, the ability to order like a hot breakfast into the room is also great. As a side note, I just want to say these concierges, we've said it, bef- we said it before, they're amazing, but they do things that I had no idea they would do. So for instance, last night, I knew that we could order hot breakfast into the room. And so I asked, could we proactively order coffee for the next morning into the room, expecting to just have room service show up with a normal pot of coffee? And instead, this morning at 8 a.m., promptly, I had a knock on the door and Christina, our concierge, was standing there with a tray of two freshly made Americanos, a backup pour of Americano and cream and sugar, Mickey sugar, I should say, Uh, ready for us. And and it was totally unexpected. And it just made the morning super special as we were sitting on the couch in our robes, just lounging around, waking up, having coffee. It just, it was amazing. I can't put any other words behind it uh, than that. Um, And so concierge is a special experience. So if you have a chance to experience it, well, I would say this, if you have a chance to experience it and think that you can afford to do it in the future, then experience it. If you have a chance to experience it, but it's a once in a lifetime thing, just know it's really going to be hard for us to go back to kind of not concierge sailing going forward. And I know we're going to have to do that for some of our sailings because the concierge is sold out or just too expensive for us. So it's an amazing, amazing experience. I can't emphasize it enough. I know that I have on the show said that we wouldn't do it uh, because I was concerned about us not experiencing the rest of the ship. And that's true. I will say we have not experienced the other spaces in the rest of the ship as much as we might otherwise normally. I wandered down to Cove Cafe today because I wanted to get a cold brew coffee and they don't have that in the, the lounge, or at least I don't think they do, or I didn't want to ask about it. But I was immediately back up in the lounge instead of sitting in Cove Cafe or out on the, the adult pool deck area because I knew I could get a nice chair up here in a quiet space and just relax. We are utilizing the lounge more, but what I'm sold on is that the service is so elevated. It is just amazing. So I cannot emphasize it enough. You will be pampered to death in concierge and it is glorious. So um, this morning we woke up, we had coffee, as I said, we did do we did have a Palo brunch this morning. Amazing as always. A Palo brunch is great. Nice thing about being in concierge is that we have two Palo brunches on the sailing that I was able to book in advance. Uh, so again, for those of you not familiar on Disney Cruise Line with concierge, you can just email Shoreside Concierge ahead of your sailing and let them know what you want to do. They will make it happen. Thus far, everything that we wanted has happened. I emailed them before the cruise to say I wanted two Palo brunches. They're booked. Palo dinner, booked. Shore excursions, booked. And we had priority access to all of that. Uh, Also wanted a specific dining rotation, emailed them, got it, right? Wanted a specific server when we got on board, got it. Wanted the rainforest room twice, have it, right? So everything that we have wanted to do on the sailing has been taken care of and it has been taken care of in a no-hassle way. So let's talk about brunch because because we have two Palo brunches, we actually ordered differently than we normally do. Yeah. So normally I would get the lasagna. Everyone knows I love the Palo lasagna. This time our server, who Sasha, who we've had before and we were able to get again. Uh, amazing server. If you have a chance to experience him on the Wonder right now, he's on there. He recommended the veal salt and boca and that is what I got. And <laughs> delicious. And I don't know that I ever would have ordered it because we only usually do Palo brunch once on these sailings. And so I don't want to 
branch away from my lasagna and I don't want to get too much food, we're going back. In a couple of days, I'll get the lasagna then. And the salt and boca was terrific. We also tried the calzone. Normally, we would get a pizza to start. We tried the calzone this time. I've had it before. It was also delicious, very fresh. I am blown away again by Palo and the amount of fresh produce that they have and the ability to keep it fresh. Everything at Palo Brunch was just delicious. It was just delicious. Any highlights for you from the brunch, Sam? Well, it's funny because you always get the lasagna and I always get the chicken parm. But this time I decided to get the lasagna. And I was thinking, why don't I order the lasagna all the time? It's so good. But I had that. And I also, I decided to go for the meat antipasti plate and you decided to grab the seafood antipasti plate, which we normally get the exact reverse. And I did not regret that choice. I think I might go for the meat one again later this week when we go back. Although I still think I will try go for the chicken parm as my main because I can't walk away without having chicken parm on board a Disney Cruise Line ship. Yeah. So Palo Brunch was amazing today. Uh, after brunch, we did kind of, we kind of hung out and just lounged around for a little while. We did a little promenading on the promenade deck or deck four. They did have it chained off a little bit, which is annoying. We couldn't get around the entire promenade deck today. Did try to go running later today. It was still chained off. So I was kind of doing these weird like back and forths on the promenade deck. But uh, still a great day at sea. It's been a little overcast, but warm, uh, which is fine with me. Uh, we're supposed to have some better weather tomorrow in Cosmo, which will be nice. But the highlight of the day was we had the rainforest room booked. So uh, this morning was our first rainforest room. And, you know, look, amazing as always. I still think the rainforest room on this ship is not as good as the one on the Fantasy just because it's all interior and you don't get that view of the ocean like you do on the Fantasy or the Dream. Uh, but still, great experience in the rainforest room. I love the fact that they have that as a private experience right now. Again, for listeners who have not heard us talk about this before, uh, the Rainforest Room currently is a private experience. You have to book it once you're on board. You cannot pre-book it. You book it once you're on board. Hour and 45 minutes for $179 plus gratuity. So it worked out to be about I don't know, a little over $200. And we got a scrub. So it was like $220. Uh, the scrubs are something you can purchase and use in one of the steam rooms, just you know, exfoliate kind of thing. But the Rainforest Room has two steam rooms, a wet steam room and a dry aromatherapy steam room, three showers, one hot, one not hot, and one cold, and then a bunch of heated loungers. And so on the Wonder, you can have up to, I believe it's eight guests uh, experience this with you and 10 guests. Yeah, six or eight on the Wonder and up to 10, I believe it is on the Fantasy and the Dream. Again, $179 flat fee for 45 minutes plus gratuity. So it works out to a little over $200. I think it's a steal. Even for two people, I think it's a steal. I know a lot of people will be yelling at the radios again at us because it was $15 for a day pass before. But before you had to share it with everyone, it wasn't always clean when you got in there. There were wet towels on the floor. People left their scrubs behind. This is you walk in, it is a cleansed experience just for you. I laid out in the hammam today on my own. It's just, it was amazing. So, at a great time in the rainforest room, highly recommend it. And at $179, by the way, it's like the cost of a 90 minute massage. So, like, let's be real, it's not out of line with the pricing for the spa. Uh, after the rainforest room, I did a run around the promenade deck. Sam had a massage. How was your massage at uh, Census Spa today, Sam? It was incredible. I mean, I just can't even tell you how good this massage was. But I have to also tell you that before I went for my massage, I stopped for the tea service in the concierge lounge, which meant little tiny sandwiches and scones with mascarpone cheese. And Brian's ripping the microphone away from me right now. Because I'm so annoyed she did not give me a plate of this stuff. Uh, she like she like texted me. She's like, you have to stop by the concierge lounge for tea. And I'm like, I'm not coming in there sweaty and hot. Why didn't you get me a plate of this food and drop it off in the room before you went to your massage? I only had a few minutes. I really had about a half hour between... Uh, I had a half hour to kind of hang out between our rainforest room treatment or rainforest room reservation and then getting ready for my spa treatment. So I came, I grabbed some food. I went back to our room. I got changed and ready for the spa while I was eating. But anyway, those sandwiches were fantastic. We're coming back for tea service. Um, and then my massage was probably one of the best massages I've had on a Disney cruise. Yeah. And so... After my run and Sam's text, I decided I would come up to the lounge uh, to hang out. And uh, the funny story to relay that just typifies the concierge experience is uh, I got to the lounge probably about 3.45 and they start their happy hour at 4 o'clock. And so when I wandered in, I decided I'd, I'd grab a drink while I was hanging out. But 
the bar wasn't ready yet. And so they, you know, kindly said that they just weren't ready. They weren't open yet. No problem. And I went and sat down, came back up about, you know, 12 or 13 minutes later. So they still weren't quite open with the food yet. Uh, and the concierge attendant said, you know, oh, well, let us get you a drink. And I said, oh, he's still setting up. And he said, no problem. What do you want to drink? And I'll make sure we bring it right over. And I said, well, I'd love a dirty martini. And he said, no problem. Go grab a seat. We'll bring it right over. Well, about, I'd say two minutes later, our concierge bartender, Jay, wanders over with with Sheldon, the guy who had taken my order, and Sheldon is training as a bartender, and so he didn't know to ask me whether I wanted a gin or vodka martini, and I didn't think to tell him at the time. And so the bartender said, do you want gin or vodka? And I said, well, you know, vodka martini is my favorite, so dirty vodka martini, and he wandered off, and Sheldon looked a little bit dejected, and I think Jay was a little hard on him, to be fair, and uh, for not having asked me. And so I joked with uh, Sheldon that, you know, well, look, the right answer is just one of each, right? And uh, so Sheldon's eyes lit up immediately and he ran off. And I thought he was just, you know, joking. But no, he brought me two martinis, one vodka, one gin. And that, in a nutshell, tells you what it's like to sail concierge on Disney Cruise Line. I ended up having to take this thing back to our room. I sipped a few sips out of it and then dumped the rest down the wet bar that is our one bedroom because I couldn't drink more than one martini at a time. Anyway, I hung out in the lounge for a little bit and Sam and I met up for the Golden Mickeys tonight, which was way better than I remember it being. What did you think of the Golden Mickeys, Sam? I thought it was mostly fantastic. You know, I, we've only seen the Golden Mickeys once before and this was pre-pandemic. So it was quite a long time ago uh, when we sailed on the Wonder. I think it was our first time sailing on the Wonder that I saw the Golden Mickeys. Our last um, time we sailed on the Wonder post-pandemic, the only show that was running was Frozen because we were on a shorter sailing. And so this was really nice to get to see the Golden Mickeys again. And I thought they did a really nice job. I say mostly terrific because it's really a variety show and some of the scenes are better than others. Uh, Really amazing uh, out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame. That was probably my favorite. And then they did just some fantastic stuff from uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, and I thought it was great. Too. I, I I did not remember liking the Golden Mickeys, but after watching it this evening, I was like, this was actually kind of fun. So I really enjoyed it. We have done some shopping on board. I will say the merch situation is not fantastic. A lot of stuff kind of sold out in many of the normal sizes. We found a lot of stuff that we wanted and then you know bought, but I'd say a lot of stuff is kind of sold out. So a few things we've purchased. Highlight of my trip so far is I finally have found uh, a print of art that I've been looking for forever, which for those of you who sailed on the Dream of the Fantasy, uh, in the staterooms, there's a print of the four ships and with their names below them. And I have been looking for that piece of art forever and they f- restocked it on the Wonder. And so I have this print. So this cruise from top to bottom in the day and a half that we have been on board, blown away just about every other cruise that we have been on. I, I would say even better than the 11 night Southern Caribbean at this point. So just service experience top to bottom has been amazing. And look, the weather has not been fantastic. And we're still having probably one of the best times I've ever had on board a Disney cruise ship. I don't know. Sam, where does this rank for you? It's really hard to top that 11 night Southern Caribbean just because of all the locations. And obviously, the company was fantastic. It was Yumi and a childhood friend of mine. But I will say this from a service standpoint has been... This surpasses from a service standpoint thus far. So look, we're going to do a bonus show, I think, just geared entirely toward the concierge experience. And for our Patreons out there, we'll probably have a bonus show on just our pre-cruise New Orleans experience and also our post-cruise New Orleans experience. But thus far, amazing cruise. I mean, I can't have amazing cruise. And so, uh, look, I hope nothing happens between now and the end of this cruise that spoils it. Because if we keep up this tempo, it will easily be one of my favorite cruises that we've taken so far uh, without our son. Obviously, there are cruises we've taken with our son that have been great family memories, but this has been simply amazing. So, uh, dear Michelle McKnight, uh, expect more email from us about cruise pricing for concierge because the experience here has just been phenomenal. So... We will pause it there and we will be back tomorrow. It's Cozumel Day. We will get into Cozumel and then we have Costa Maya and then two days at sea. And so we will check back in probably after our Cozumel Day. We've got we've got Animator's Palette this evening. So we'll pause it there. We've got uh, Cozumel tomorrow, Costa Maya the day following, two sea days, a lot of adventure ahead. We are so excited for more and we will check back in. See you later. 
ETCL Duo fans. You know, each week I come on here and talk to you about why we love Touring Plans Travel. And I just wanted to make that really concrete this week because as we've been talking through this episode, we loved our experience in Concierge. Well, we loved it so much that I was messaging with our Touring Plans travel specialist while we were on this cruise to see what cruises we were able to upgrade. And she was sending me pricing. She was checking availability. She was messaging me in real time what our options were if we were interested in sailing on some of our future cruises in concierge. So that is the kind of service that we get from our travel specialist at Touring Plans Travel, who we absolutely adore and love. And so we think you will have the same experience if you use Touring Plans for your travel booking in the future. So please head over there and check them out. It costs you nothing extra to use Touring Plans Travel, and you get to benefit from all of their experience, expertise, and frankly, their honesty, because Touring Plans brand and reputation is centered around putting you first, not the product first. So look, we love Touring Plans Travel. We hope you'll check them out. Head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation and let them know the DCL duo sent you to help support the show. That back to our episode. All right, we are back once again in the concierge lounge aboard the fabulous Disney Wonder, enjoying some pre-dinner drinks and snacks before we head to Palo. I guess it's dumb to have snacks before Palo, but we are doing it anyway because the food in the concierge lounge has been amazing. We last left off. We were headed to Animator's Palette for dinner. Sam, truffle Persets night at Animator's Palette. Was it everything that you wanted it to be? It was. It was excellent. We had uh, the classic rotational animator's palette menu. So I had the herb roasted pork chop as my main truffle persets. And uh, I can't remember the name of the salad, but it's like a farmhouse salad or something to that effect. We had Sorcerer, a visit from Sorcerer Mickey at the end of the evening after dessert. And it was just a really you know, fun atmosphere. There was it was not animation magic night at Animator's Palette, so there was not that animation show. I think we will get that at our next visit to Animator's Palette, which is tomorrow or the next day. I can't remember our exact rotation. Yeah, it was a, a nice dinner. And then after dinner, I know we went to see Taylor Mason that evening in Azure. Uh, and so we had drinks there. But I believe we actually may have come back up to the concierge lounge for a bit that evening. Anything I missed about that? And then we'll talk about Taylor Mason. No, I, th- I think that covers it. I think I did try a new dish, I believe, at Animator's Palette this time around. I had an herb roasted chicken that was really, really good. Uh, I'm glad I tried it. Uh, I thought it was very flavorful and good. So that was a good dish. Otherwise, had the same dishes that we normally get at Animator's Palette, including my favorite dessert, the icebox lemon pie or the lemon icebox pie. So that was pretty good. Uh, Before we keep going, I I did mean to give a couple of updates on some things. So one is we didn't talk about the capacity on this sailing. It is low. Uh, It is still reduced, but we are a little bit under the last sailing as we understand it, uh, ahead of some of the earlier sailings out of New Orleans where they only had like three or 400 people. But we are sitting at about 700 and Sam's trying to mime this to me right now. We are at 720 passengers on board at the moment. And so uh, I will say the wonder feels empty-ish. It was a little hard finding a chair by the pool this afternoon at the adult pool, but you know, otherwise you don't really run into too many people in the hallways. Most of the venues are fairly spread out. So fairly low capacity sailing. Yeah. So after animators, we had drinks, we saw Taylor Mason, who is a ventriloquist on board and uh, he does ventriloquism and comedy. We saw his adult show in Azure. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. I don't know. He might have struggled a little bit with the crowd at times, but uh, I thought he was uh, I thought he was doing a good job and I thought it was pretty funny. And he had some he had some funny jokes with his uh, multiple puppet friends, as he likes to call them. So I thought that was a fun time in the adult lounge. Yeah, I thought he was great. He was funny. He's also very musical. He was playing some awesome piano and kind of singing the blues and stuff. It was really funny. He also, uh, you know, likes to bring audience members kind of into his show and the interactions. And he had a really fun interaction with uh, someone's service dog, actually. It was really funny. So really uh, fun show, really nice evening. And we headed to bed after that show because I think the show started at 1030 and was maybe 30, 45 minutes long, something like that. Because the next morning we were headed to Cozumel. Yeah. So uh, got into Cozumel. A side note on our room and concierge, which I've heard this before, but did not fully grasp it and just wanted to relay, not a criticism here, but one of the interesting things about concierge, they took normal staterooms and decorated them out or decked them out with wood paneling and such. And so 
as the ship moves, that paneling creaks. <laughs> so uh, at night, you can hear a lot of creaking and popping in your room. Now, the Wonder already has a bit of a problem with that in general, but in the concierge rooms, it can be just a little bit more prominent. So just flag out there for folks who are considering sailing concierge. If you are a light sleeper and don't like a lot of background noise, that, that could keep you up. The other thing is our room for the first time is right under the pool deck. And so I don't know if Sam has noticed this or not, but I have noticed it in the morning. Sometimes I can hear the deck chairs getting scraped along and set up. I'd say it's no more than like five minutes of my life. And usually I'm already kind of starting to wake up for the day anyway. So it's not like they're doing it at 5 a.m. But I have noticed that noise. And so if you're considering a room under the pool deck, just know it does exist. It does happen. The noise is there. So all right. So next day we got into Cozumel, arrived right on time alongside the pier, I think at about 8.15 in the morning. Uh, Sam and I did a beach break shore excursion at Playa Mia. Uh, I think it's called Playa Mia Water Park. Uh, It's about a 25-minute bus ride from the port over to Playa Mia. And we got like, I want to say three hours, four hours at the beach. We had our own area, so they are practicing sort of bubble excursions. So they guide us off the ship, take us straight to the bus, bus to the beach, walk down to a beach area that's private for us. Uh, The Disney Wonder was the only ship in port that day, and so had the beach area to ourselves. Um, I thought for the price of the shore excursion, well, it's, you know, someone online mentioned they had done it. It was nothing special. I agree with that. It's not like something crazy special. It's a beach day. Um, But I thought the beach was nice. I thought the service was very attentive. Uh, They did have lounge chairs. They would bring umbrellas uh, for each of the lounge chairs so that you could have a a shaded area. We actually paid, it was a $55 upgrade to get day bed kind of situation that was covered on the beach. And so we lounged around in there. And then at the end of the day, you get $25 of it back. So it ends up being a $30 upgrade on what is an $80 excursion to get a nice little day bed area. And I found the service was very attentive to (laughs) to us probably because we paid a little bit more to be there. So uh, it was free drink. Drinks, lunch included. I will say the one downside of the excursion was the lunch was not all that spectacular. Um, the Mexican food that they did put out was pretty bland. And, and you know, I was expecting something a little bit more flavor packed, uh, the kind of food that they're putting out, fajitas and things like that. They also had some Americanized food, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, that kind of stuff. And so it was a pretty bland offering in terms of the lunch, but with enough free drinks, you can make up for a bland lunch. And so We had a nice, relaxing day by the beach, got back to the ship later that afternoon. Sam, what did you think about the beach day overall? I thought it was really nice. I thought the service was really top notch. We had, there were two waiters kind of assigned to our area who were constantly making sure we had the drinks that we wanted and including, you know, water and soft drinks. And, you know, when you tried to tip one of them, I think after the first drink and they said, no, no, uh, you get us at the end. We'll take care of you and you get us at the end. So that was nice because we just meant like they were going to attend to us and we just tipped them, the two waiters for our section for the at the end of the day. The one thing I would say is we, our excursion left like kind of late. It was a 10.45 a.m. excursion. So we kind of lounged around in the morning, um, but that meant we didn't get back to the ship until about four in the afternoon. So it was a it was a perfect day. It just was I would have liked to maybe start out the day a little bit earlier. Uh, I wonder I think there were might I think there might have been other groups that had earlier beach excursions because they kind of staggered them around. But I, I thought it was a great excursion. We got back to the ship. We showered and got dressed and headed to grab a drink and then to the Walt Disney Theater to see Taylor Mason once again. He did his family show at 6 p.m. and of course then again at 8.30 p.m. for the early dinner service. And uh, he was quite funny. I think his adult show was, I'd say, slightly better than the family show. It's a little harder to have sort of those interesting interactions with the audience when he's on stage uh, of a huge theater uh, as opposed to in kind of a lounge. I think his act works better in kind of the lounge uh, area, but still really funny. Did a couple of fun interactive things with a couple of the kids in the audience, and those were really fun to watch. So all in all, a nice show with Taylor Mason before some more drinks and then dinner at Tiana. Brian, I'll tell you where we went for drinks before Tiana. Yes, we headed over to the French Quarter Lounge to grab some drinks before heading into Tiana's place. Seems only fitting. Uh, So we grabbed... What did I... I had a... I had a Lillet cocktail and Sam had a hurricane. And so uh, it was great drinks, nice music in the lounge. Enjoyed that. Headed into Tiana's and it was not the Mardi Gras night menu. So we weren't having boudin balls and uh, beignets. We were having the alternative menu for Tiana's place. Um, I thought 
thought the menu was pretty good. We had a our, we had a hot crab dip that I thought was excellent. Uh, it's a dip that comes with toast, and you just spread the dip on the toast. That was really good. The lentil soup, the green lentil soup, is delicious. Nice uh, flavor, good spice. We had a Caesar salad because our server convinced us that the Caesar salad they were serving in the dining room that night had a real Caesar dressing on it that they had made it from scratch. So we tried it out. It was it was good. A little too much dressing for our taste, but uh, salad was good overall. Sam had a steak, uh, which seemed like a good steak. And then I had the a shrimp dish, uh, a shrimp kind of jambalaya almost dish or shrimp over jambalaya dish. Uh, it was it was also very good. I thought the shrimp was very flavorful and they were huge. They were giant shrimp. So I thought that was good. And surprise of the, the evening was that we had gotten into a conversation with our server and assistant server the night before about the fact that we liked Indian food. And so Wendell, our assistant server, brought us over a lovely lamb curry and biryani dish. So we ate way too much at dinner last night because the Indian food was fabulous and hot and wonderful. And so uh, it was just great. It was a great little surprise for the cruise. Topped off dinner with a banafi pie, which I have not had before. Banana toffee pie. It was really good. Sam, I think, enjoyed it more than I did. So I'll let her give her review here in a second. But great dinner overall in Tiana's. We're very much looking forward to the Mardi Gras party night, which is on our last night uh, this cruise. So uh, we'll be back there to get the beignets that we love so much. And so, yeah, Sam, banafi pie. You probably want to say a few words. Before I get to the banafi pie, you forgot about one person or two people, I should say, that were in Tiana's place when we were first sitting down for dinner. And that was Tiana and Louie, the crocodile alligator, whatever he is. I think he's an alligator. Anyway, they were there up on the stage and you could take pictures with them. So you could take a selfie and interact with them a little bit. Uh, as you were kind of usually it was around the first course of dinner, basically. So that was fun. I will say the Indian food was probably the star of the evening. Uh, It was hot, but delicious. And then the banoffee pie was maybe close second. The banoffee pie was fantastic. I thought it was, uh, it was just delicious. I loved it. And then after dinner that evening, we headed to Azure again, because that's where they're doing the... Oh, actually, no, we headed to the Cadillac Lounge before we headed to Azure. So we headed to the Cadillac Lounge where I had a pink Cadillac before heading to do a game show called Pop in Azure. Brian, what did you have to drink in the Cadillac Lounge? I can't remember. Oh, I had a Negroni. They have a setup in the Cadillac Lounge similar to the cold brew setup that they have in Cove Cafe, uh, where they're infusing, I think it's Campari or Aperol with some... uh, herbs, spices, and whatnot. So anyway, they make a killer Negroni in the Cadillac Lounge. So we had one of those, or I had one of those. And then yes, we headed over to Azure for the adult entertainment for the evening. We caught the tail end of 80s music trivia. And then a new game that, that, that we hadn't seen before called Pop. Pop sort of pits each side of the audience against one another. So one half of the room is one team. The other half of the room is another team. There's a board that has, I think it's 20-ish cards on it that are turned around and the teams call out which card they want to select. It has a topic area on it like sports or TV or something like that. If you get the answer to the related question for that category correct, you then get a chance to pick a second card on the board. And there are two of each category on the board. So you have to find both TV cards, both sports cards. And if you answer both questions correctly, then your team gets a point. Uh, if your team does get the point, so it's like sort of combining trivia and memory together. If your team does get the point, they can keep going or send it back to the other team. I'll just say this. I think the game was fundamentally flawed and ultimately one half of the room. Unfortunately, our half of the room was like really not getting to play the game at all, which made it not fun. And the other half of the room was pretty cutthroat. So it just it had a kind of a weird vibe to it. And I wish they would just sort of if they're going to do that kind of thing. I think they should just allow it to bounce back and forth between each side of the room, regardless of whether you get a point or not. I think it really kind of excluded almost one half of the audience and people were getting kind of frustrated on that side of the room that we're just watching another team play a game, which isn't really fun. So we ended up taking off early from that because it was just kind of not a cool vibe in the in the room. They did do a game afterwards called Intuition, which we understood from talking to a couple that we have met on board, Keith and Elise. Intuition was sort of like Disney Cruise Line's version of Cards Against Humanity. If you haven't played that game, basically you get a sentence with a blank in it and you're supposed to fill in the blank and you're supposed to make it as funny as you possibly can. So it might be Disney Cruise Line wouldn't let me off the ship without And then you're supposed to fill in with something funny. And then the crowd basically votes on how funny it is. We understand from Keith and Elise that 
perhaps the game was kind of a train wreck or like watching a train wreck as it was played. So I think we were happy to miss intuition. So it was a uh, sound like a uh, an interesting time, but uh, ultimately we decided to call it a day uh, and get back to our room because we had Costa Maya this morning. So alongside the pier at Costa Maya, uh, about e fifteen eight thirty this morning, and Sam and I had booked an early shore excursion nine fifteen to get over and see the Chachobin. I think it is Chachobin ruins. That was a adults only excursion that we did. It turned out to be a very small excursion, only eight people in our van. I think they had multiple vans for the adults only version of it, but ended up being eight people in our van with a guide and a driver. Um, I will say the one negative of that excursion was it was like an hour long van drive from the port to the ruins on the way there that seemed to go on forever on the way back after a good walk and getting to know people in the conversation in the van. I think it went a lot faster. <laughs> and so, uh, but it was an hour drive uh, from the port to the ruins, the ruins themselves. We got about probably I'd say 90 minutes at lots of pictures, lots of information. The guide we had was very knowledgeable. Uh, I thought it was a you know fun way to experience and understand Mayan ruins, Mayan culture. So yeah, it was, uh, I thought overall a good shore excursion. Uh, we had fun and got to make some friends on, on the shore excursion. So yeah, I thought it was a good day. Sam, what did you think of the, the ruins? The Mayan ruin uh, Chachobin excursion was excellent. Our tour guide Alejandro was fantastic, super knowledgeable in giving us uh, a lot about the history of the Mayan civilization, basically, and where it, where in in South America or where in Latin America the Mayans lived. I thought it was a fantastic tour. It was quite hot, and you know we were walking around. Uh, at times we were in the shade, at times we were in the sun. It was quite buggy, meaning there were lots of bugs, and I got bitten quite a bit, I think, by various bugs. So I would say if folks are doing this, it's kind of in a jungly area. So maybe spray with some off. I wish I had, but it was a fantastic excursion. I did see some folks there with younger kids, and I would say I would not really recommend this with younger kids. It is hot and you're walking around ruins and it might not be that interesting for the younger crowd and they may be sweaty and cranky. So it was a perfect excursion for us. But if I had, if we had Nathan with us, I'm not sure we would have enjoyed it as much. I really enjoyed it, I have to say. So we got back to the ship after that excursion. It was nice. We got back about 1.30 in the afternoon, decided we're going to go to the pool because we hadn't been at the pool at all on this trip thus far. When we left New Orleans, it was too cold to be by the pool. And even our first sea day was, it was, you know, still pretty chilly. So today was really the first day where we had time to lounge by the pool. We headed to the Quiet Cove pool, which is the adults only area, got some drinks and kind of sat, dangled our feet in the pool for, you know, several hours. Oh, and ran into the friends that we had made in our tour today, Keith and Elise, and we're going to meet up with them again tonight in Azure to go see Match Your Maid. And tonight we are headed to dinner in a little bit at Paolo. Yeah, so tonight we've got Palo dinner, match your mate. Tomorrow we've got a sea day and Sam's getting a pedicure. We've got another rainforest room booked at two o'clock. We've got a martini mixology class or martini tasting class tomorrow night at five. And then we are back in animators palette for animation magic. So a lot going on tomorrow and we got a lot of fun stuff on the last day too. So looking forward to these last two days of the cruise and we will be back to tell you all about it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to pause it there. All right, we are back and coming to you from deep in the heart of the French Quarter as we are off the wonder. We have been for a couple of days, actually, as we're recording this. We've been spending some time just enjoying ourselves Mardi Gras weekend, uh, but wanted to get back with our final thoughts and wrap up for the cruise. So when we last left you, we were getting ready to do a Palo dinner. Sam, it's been a long time since you did Palo dinner. I did it more recently. What did you think about Palo dinner? I just forgot how much food it was. <laughs> I mean, even though it's a, I got the price fix meal or the prezzo fiso, I think it's called. It was still quite a lot of food. I had the calamari and shrimp appetizer, which was humongous. And then I had the, we both had the arugula and, uh, and Parmesan salad. And then I had a, like a beef tenderloin dish followed by the chocolate, was it the chocolate souffle? Yeah, it was the chocolate souffle. So yeah, I mean, it was just a ton, ton of food, all of it quite good. And Brian, why don't you tell our listeners what you had? Yeah, so I had the started with the Tuscan white bean soup, which is always a delicious soup to start with. So I started with the Tuscan white bean soup. I had an arugula salad like sandwich I thought was uh, thought was delicious. And I had the osso buco, which was gigantic. It must have been <laughs> easily a pound worth of meat in the in the plate. 
but it was uh, it was good as always. Uh, love the Osobuco, and then I shared Sam's souffle with her. I was going to get a cheese cart, but after all the Osobuco they threw at me, I just couldn't do it. So we did also try the Cavatappi pasta, which is their version of mac and cheese, although highly elevated. So it was delicious. Cavatappi means corkscrew, we learned, and that's the shape of the pasta. So it's a delicious meal. We had great service again from Sasha, who we will see again here at the end of the cruise on the last sea day. Sam, did we do anything after Palo that night? I'm trying to remember. I think we went to some adult activities. I went to one of the music trivias. You were too full and tired, so you headed back to the room. So I went to music trivia and then watched Match Your Mate. And then I did some crazy karaoke. I sang a little uh, Redneck Woman by Gretchen Wilson, which was really quite fun. All right. Next morning was a sea day for us. And so, Sam, you started your day at the spa with a pedicure. I'm assuming it was good. Yes. Sam is saying excellent. So she had a great pedicure at the spa. So next day for us was a sea day. Sam, I'm going to let you take it over because you overscheduled us for the sea day. I was pretty frustrated because I, I like to just sit by the pool and Sam was running me from place to place. But uh, Sam, why don't you just walk people through what happened on our sea day? Okay, I'll do a quick rundown. I had a pedicure at the spa. Then we went and grabbed some uh, sandwiches, I believe, at the in the concierge lounge. Then we headed to a animation class, an adult animation class at Crown and Finn Pub. It was a Sorcerer Mickey that I drew. Brian just sat and had a beer. And then from there, we headed to a rainforest room, uh, our second of our rainforest room reservations. So we were there for a couple of hours. And I'm trying to remember, we did so. Oh, we had our uh, martini tasting that evening at 5 p.m. before dinner, followed by heading to the theater for the magicians, the magicians show, uh, Siegfried Tiber, I think was his name. His show was not great. It's a, he's a really he's really good at card tricks, but it was not really conducive to a larger theater experience because they had a, a video camera to try and get close up shots, but the screen wasn't a great quality. They weren't using the TV screens anyway. And then we headed to dinner that evening at Animator's Palette for Animation Magic Night. So the menu at Animator's was the, I'll call it the alternate rotational menu. So it has like the, the tomato caprese. It has a porcini sachetti, which is a, a kind of similar to the truffle persets, but a mushroom version or a mushroom, I'll call it ravioli type dish. And Brian had the beef wellington. I had the chicken um, schnitzel. And then Wendell brought us more Indian food. I think it was a shrimp curry that night along with uh, a vegetable dish. And so dinner at Animators was great. And because there was a very low capacity, we saw our drawings multiple times in the animation magic show, which was quite fun. And then I believe after dinner, we headed out again to the adult bars for a couple of drinks and did some, I think that night was 90s music trivia or, or 2000s music trivia, perhaps. And then another, I think, adult game show. I just can't remember which one that night was. Anything I missed, Brian? Yeah, we so we did our a martini tasting, which I thought was, was in the Cadillac Lounge. I thought it was pretty good. They had some good drinks. I will say the only thing I didn't really like was I thought the presentation was not great from the bar server staff that was there. I think I've had him before. It's Angel and not a knock on Angel as a bar server, but his English was not terrific. And so it was really hard to understand what he was trying to convey in terms of some of the history of the drinks and some other things. Uh, the drinks overall were good, though, and it was a fun experience in the Cadillac Lounge. And so uh, I know those drink tastings are popular and we have enjoyed a few ourselves and we will enjoy them again in the future. Uh, I just thought the presentation was a little harder to follow this time than I would have expected. But uh, overall, it was, a, it was a fun day. We also did hang out by the adult pool that day. I will say on the Wonder, they were heavily enforcing no drinks near the pool. You were allowed to sit on an edge of the pool and have the drink on this wooden area, but you couldn't even have the drink. Like if you were sitting in the area where you could have the drink, you couldn't even have it over the water. And the pool attendant was all over getting people not to do that. So I, I, I thought it was a little awkward. A lot of people found it kind of a to be a ridiculous rule, to be frank, because, you know, in the fantasy, they have a swim up bar, basically, or a bar over the pool. So folks are struggling to understand why it was so militantly enforced on the wonder that you couldn't have your drink really anywhere near the pool. But, um, you know, overall, it was a fun day. That was just kind of an odd rule they were enforcing. Of course, we followed up our sea day that day with with a second sea day. 
And on the second CD, we took a much more leisurely approach to the day. We did have a Palo brunch, our second of the cruise, because we were sailing concierge. We had a second Palo brunch and fantastic. We went back to some of our old favorites. In fact, I think our server didn't even really have us look at the menu. He just started bringing us kind of stuff that uh, he knew that we would like. And, you know, he did ask us a few times what we wanted, but had a ton of great dishes that morning. Um Start off with the antipasti as usual. Had a pizza, which is delicious. They have a really good pizza there. Uh, also tried the tomato soup, which we've had before, which is really nice and fresh and, and bright. The tomatoes are really fresh. Went back to our old favorites in terms of dishes, the chicken parm and the lasagna, uh, and topped it all off with a surprise guest, the sticky buns. So we mentioned to the maitre d' when we had dinner uh, two nights prior that we missed the Palo sticky buns a lot, and we were hoping they were going to bring them back to the menu. And he said that they had all the ingredients on board to make them. And so he'd put in an order for us. I would say that's not something they're, they're sort of making generally available. Uh, I, I suspect that because we were sailing concierge and we had multiple meals in the dining room, uh, that they, it was something special that they were they were doing for us. But it was nice to see them. They were not the same size and fluffiness as the old sticky buns, but they were delicious nonetheless and covered in caramel sauce. So a delicious addition. And we will probably try to order them again on our next cruise just to see if we can make that happen. But delicious, delicious final brunch at Palo. Rest of the day, I think we pretty much hung out. You might have done an animation class. I think you did an animation class, Sam. Uh, we had, of course, our Tiana's Mardi Gras menu that evening, which was fantastic. And Tiana's place was hopping. I thought the food in the main dining on this cruise was really, really good. I thought it was better than what we've seen in the past. I don't know if that's lower capacity sailing or they've just gotten gotten back into their groove. But across the board, the food was good. And the Tiana show was fabulous. For those of you who don't know, who are maybe newer to Disney Cruise Line or to our show uh, on one of the nights in Tiana's place, they have a French Quarter inspired or New Orleans inspired menu that has a lot of your New Orleans style favorites on it. Yeah, the, we had an appetizer of shrimp and grits, but they also have a Boudin Balls appetizer on the menu as well and some other New Orleans inspired things. Uh, we had a pepper hot pot soup, which is sort of like a gumbo, but without all the rice in it. Uh, again, very delicious. Sam and I both had this pork tenderloin dish that our server recommended. I will say it was not very good. It was supposed to be over a sausage stew. And if I found one sliver of sausage in my stew, that was all that I found. So uh, I didn't. I just didn't think it was very good. The Indian food that our server Wendell brought us that evening was the star of the show, a little butter chicken and some kind of kidney bean curry that was really delicious. But the pork dish was not the greatest. There's a shrimp dish on the menu that I think I prefer over that. And so next time I'll probably get that dish. Party was outstanding. The vibe in the restaurant was awesome. I thought for the last night of the cruise, it was still very high energy. They did do the band playing with Tiana singing and marching all the servers, marching through the restaurant and doing a conga line, inviting everyone up to participate this time, not just the kids. Ended in a little limbo uh, at the end. Sam got up and danced. And so... It was a really high energy, fun group that night, even though the restaurant was at lower capacity. I thought it was just a fun, fun night in Tiana's place. So after that, we I think we booked it back up to the concierge lounge to get a little after dinner drink to take into our room and finish up packing. Got our stuff out, set outside, went to bed. We were docked in New Orleans. I don't know if we mentioned this on our last piece of our show. I don't think we did, but we had a medical emergency on board that required the ship to make speed for the U.S. And so we ended up transiting the Mississippi River on our last sea day during the day, which is a bit unusual. Uh, mixed reactions from folks on board. We were in the camp that it was kind of fun to be able to see the Mississippi River transit. Most of the time, the cruise transits the river in the cover of darkness. So either in the late evening, if you're pulling out of port, or in the middle of the night, if you're heading back in, usually start the transit around 9.30 at night uh, to come back into the city. We started at around 9 o'clock or 9.30 in the morning. So I thought it was really fun to watch as we transited the river, just see all the different scenery, watch us navigate around some of the oil tankers and see some of the stuff on shore. You just really get a sense of things. New Orleans came into view probably about two hours before we actually hit the pier. It was, again, really interesting to sail back into the city during a time of day when everyone was out on deck and, and see that happen. We ended up overnighting in New Orleans because we got back to dock around 5.30 of the evening of our last sea day. Uh, they did allow passengers. They gave us a two-hour window if we wanted to disembark that evening. Of course, I don't know that anyone really did. I'm not sure why you would unless you were local to the area and needed to be at work early the next day or something like that. I think most people stayed on board. We did disembark uh, one passenger and one crew member uh, who were having a medical issue. Obviously not super serious because they were able to sort of stay on board for a day and a half to get back to New Orleans. So uh, I hope everyone's okay there. We did as a consequence of coming back early though, missed fireworks. Fireworks were supposed to happen on our second to last sea day, uh, but about uh, I think it was seven or eight o'clock that evening when the captain came on to announce that we were going to 
be speeding back to the U.S. coast. Uh, he did announce that because of that, we wouldn't be able to position the ship appropriately for fireworks. So no fireworks on our ceiling, which is kind of a bummer, but we understand that, you know, things happen and we'd rather for the passengers to get the treatment that they need and get back safely. Because if we were in the same position, uh, we would want that as well for ourselves. So uh, anyway, we docked in New Orleans overnight, which was interesting that night. So had a drink, uh, slept in port. So the ship wasn't moving. I actually thought my sleep was awesome that night. <laughs> so had a great night's sleep. Uh, disembarked the next morning. We went through the concierge disembarkation process, which was really nice. Uh, we went to the concierge lounge and had a bit of a continental breakfast. I will say the dishes they were offering in the concierge lounge for continental breakfast were a little weird. They had some cheese plates and you know meat plates and things like that that uh, I think looked almost like they were left over from the hors d'oeuvres the night before. Uh, they had a salmon plate with all the fixings, you know, like a smoked salmon plate with all the fixings, but they had no bagels or anything to put it on. There was no cream cheese with it. So it was just, it was kind of a weird breakfast, but nice to be in the lounge, say goodbye to the concierge hosts and staff who had treated us so well throughout the cruise. And then we were express elevated down. We we disembarked around 8.30 in the morning. And I'd say at that point, zero line. Concierge host used their key card to send us straight down to the lobby. Actually, a concierge host accompanied us all the way to our tapping out of the ship. And then we walked down the gangway, collected our luggage. We were from concierge lounge to front door, I would say probably no more than 15, 20 minutes at the most. And so got picked up from the port. Not a lot of cars or people waiting. And uh, that was the end of our cruise. And we've been spending the last few days in New Orleans, enjoying Mardi Gras weekends, uh, visiting family and hanging out with Nathan. And so it was a great cruise overall. Only thing we didn't talk about that I just wanted to mention is we did have quite a ton of problem with the app on board. We may have made passing mention of this on beginning of the show, but we had a lot of problems getting our phones logged onto the app, getting them equipped to handle the Wi-Fi on board. iMessaging was working intermittently or not at all for most of the cruise for us. So again, Disney's onboard tech is hurting and it's it's really disappointing to see, especially because we're not sailing with full ships. And so, you know, if the strain on the network is such that they can't accommodate for 700 people, I'm nervous about what it looks like once we get back to full sailing. And since they're not offering paper navigators anymore, you have to use the app to understand what's going on around the ship to see dining menus and that sort of thing. Now, we did get paper menus for all the restaurants that we dined in. Our server was nice and provided us with paper menus every night. And so we collected all of the paper menus for the different restaurants. So those still are available, but there's no paper printed activity sheet anymore. You can get a printout from guest services, but it's kind of just an Excel spreadsheet that they'll run for you. It's not anything formatted like a navigator. Uh, so you know you can get that if you don't want to use your phone. It also feels like we've been having problems ever since we upgraded to the latest you know iPhones running the latest software. And so I'm interested to understand if it's the latest iPhone technology that might be causing problems with Disney's network or not, which would also be frustrating. So um, Disney's tech still not great. Uh, we're hoping that they will make improvements, although I you know, wonder doesn't seem to be slated for any dry docks or retrofits anytime soon. So uh, just be prepared for some frustration potentially with the app and onboard tech. Overall, I give this cruise a, I don't know, five stars out of five. Uh, it was uh, an amazing time. One of our favorite cruises now, probably my favorite cruise uh, that we've taken on Disney out of the 11 that I've been on. Uh, so fabulous cruise. We can't wait to be back on board the Wonder here in March. We have a back-to-back -back cruise on the Wonder starting in March and then into April. And we have some friends joining us for the April cruise. So we'll be excited to get their opinions and feedback about the cruise experience. But Sam, I'll let you wrap it up with you know any thoughts you have about the cruise and how you felt about it. This cruise was just fantastic. We had such a wonderful time, in part because of the concierge experience, in part because we made some fun friends. Uh, shout out to Angie and Brandon from West Seattle. Uh, shout out to Elise and Keith from Pennsylvania. Shout out to Stephanie from Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, it was just a really... And of course, our amazing concierge hosts, Glenn, Christina, and G. Oh, and... <laughs> I almost forgot. Shout out to Kaylee and Karen and Ashley, uh, folks. We well, Kaylee, we met through the Facebook groups, and uh, they were a part of a um, my path unwinding travel. Uh, who we met, they were a group of them on board. And I just wanted to extend a thank you to Kaylee as well. We got a chance to see the Roy O Disney Suite, which Kaylee was staying in, and she invited us to come over and see it. And 
you know, pictures are out there online, plenty of videos of it, so I'm not going to belabor it, but it is a, a gorgeous, gorgeous royal suite. Uh, the second bedroom in that suite has, I don't know if it's full-size beds or doubles, I think it's doubles, two double beds and two bunk beds. It will sleep up to four people in that one second bedroom. And then there's a library that has a pull-down bed that can sleep one to two people. And there's a king bed in the main bedroom that sleeps, obviously, two people. The suite will only accommodate, I think, a maximum of seven is what they allow, even though it could sleep up to eight. Uh, But an amazing suite with two full bathrooms with showers and tubs, a half bathroom, a beautiful TV sitting area with floor-to-ceiling windows looking out the side of the ship, a dining room, a butler's pantry, a wine fridge, a freezer fully stocked with Mickey bars, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous room. Well out of our price range, but an amazing and gorgeous looking room. So might ask about port upgrades in the future just to see if there's a way to snag it, but gorgeous, gorgeous room. So thank you, Kaylee, for letting us see it. It was an amazing room. So with that, we will wrap things up here and uh, can't wait for our next cruise. So thanks, everybody out there for listening. Thanks. See you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing in somewhat real time and live our thoughts and experiences from our New Orleans sailing. Uh, we hope our excitement came through on the show. It was really one of our favorite sailings so far on Disney Cruise Line. So much so that we have already booked next year's sailing on the 18th to the 23rd of New Orleans on the Magic. So can't wait to be back in the Big Easy and experience Disney Cruise Line out of New Orleans and down the Mississippi one more time. So with that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from A.B. Tracy, who writes, really love this podcast podcast. I too started with DCL for my 40th birthday. This podcast has a diverse group of guests with a wide variety of experiences, which I really appreciate. The DCL duo's excitement is contagious. Also knowing that I continue to enjoy cruising despite the pandemic while continuing to be cautious like me. Well, thank you, A.B. Tracy, for that wonderful review. We really do appreciate it. And we really are happy that we could sail again and sail again as Disney Cruise Line has come back from the pandemic several times and bring those experiences to you. I think, unfortunately, we are beyond on the period of time when it will be low capacity sailing for DCL, but it has been so much fun and so interesting. We are so glad we could share our experiences and sailings with you, our listeners. So with that, I do just want to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. You can also head over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. We do have some videos posted up there and some more coming from this most recent cruise. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, you can email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. You can also head over and join our DCL Duo Vlog and Podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo to join one of our monthly support tiers. We've had several new Patreons join us. We can't wait to give them a shout out in our next bonus episode. So thank you all of our Patreons for your support. And we hope you enjoy the bonus content and gifts that you will get. Uh, So thank you for supporting the show. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.